Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commission's family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commission's podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. Today we got a monologue, which is going to be me, myself, and I. Thanks for joining me. If you're new to the channel or new to the podcast, do me a favor. Go be sure to like, subscribe, comment. Uh, Best thing you do is subscribe to whatever podcast player you're listening to, uh, whether it's um, iTunes, Spotify. um, If you're listening to the website, go ahead and click that subscribe button. That way you get notified of every new episode that comes out. It really does help the channel grow. It helps the channel promote. And it would be a personal favor of of mine asking you, and I'd be incredibly grateful for you to just click that subscribe button. If you're watching the YouTube video, um, you you can click subscribe there as well. It does help the channel grow. Be sure to like, comment, and engage. Uh, My team is always scouring those things and trying to ensure we're providing instant feedback to what you have to say. So on to today, there's an article, and I, I recently wrote a blog. And and the blog title said, don't let the great resignation impact your sales force. And that blog right now is on Anthony P. Garcia. I'll have a link to that exact blog article in the show notes. So it's under anthonypgarcia.com. Click the blog button and you'll see it. It says, don't let the great resignation impact your sales force. Well, I'm going to tell you why that's important. Let's Let's lay out two parts. Let's talk about the great resignation. Let's talk about the impact of the sales force, and we're going to wrap up this episode with what you can do to prevent that from happening or to to prevent that impact from taking control of you, how you can take it a step further than what I elaborated on that blog. First thing, go read the blog. uh, You'll get connected. But let's talk about the great resignation. Now, the great resignation is uh, a term that was first coined in 2019. I recently read an article on MSN by Philip Kane, and Philip highlights the impact to the great resignation and what it's doing right now. You see, people are quitting their jobs at a higher rate than ever. Right now, it is September 2021. We are on our way to a new year. I'm gonna put some perspective here. In June, 3.9 million people voluntarily quit their jobs. Now, this is, a, this is according to the U.S. Department of Labor Statistics. These, these aren't numbers that I'm making up. 3.9 million voluntarily said, no, I don't want the paycheck you're giving me. No, I don't want to take the income home. No, I'm better off doing something else. Unemployment rates are down. The last report had them down at 5%, down significantly when they were close to 15% at this time last year. Job creation. On the rise. I mean, there are jobs being created every day. It is not a difficult task right now to find a job. If you're looking for a job, it's 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 not a lot of work. 
And if you need help looking for a job, you can reach out to somebody on my team. All we're going to do is repoint you to the amazing job boards that already exist. Okay. So resignations are at an all-time high. Job employment or job opportunities are becoming at a high. Philip goes on and talks in his article that the cost of turnover is expensive, and I completely agree with this. And, and that cost of turnover is so high and so impactful, depending on whose stats you quote. Some people will say that the cost of expense is five times a person's annual salary. Some people will say it's five times a person's annual salary plus their annual revenue, right? Depending on the, the niche or the nature of the industry you're in, the, either one of those could be true or false. But let's just agree right now, as we're talking, we're going to agree that turnover is expensive. No, nobody wants to deal with, with turnover. I mean, it's, it's not something you want to deal with. So if you, you think about, am I alone when I say the statement, and this isn't, this isn't true for me, and, and, and don't take this out of context, but if I turn around and I say, hey, I hate what I'm doing for a living, I want to quit. Am I alone? Do you feel that way? If you feel that way, just reach out to me in the DMs. Let me know why you feel that way. I'm really curious. Do you feel that way that you want to quit because you're upset with your boss? You don't like what you're doing anymore? You don't feel appreciated? What is it? Let me know. Because if you feel that way, that you want to quit, I want to let you know you're not alone. The Great Resignation is here. A survey over 30,000 workers conducted by Microsoft found that 41% of the people are considering quit, quitting. And if you just look at the Gen Z category, our younger demographic, that number alone goes to 54%. Nearly 50% of people currently working are actively searching for new opportunities. It goes even further. 38% of those surveyed said they're planning to make a change in six months. Now, look, all this data is coming from the Department of Labor. All this data is in the Microsoft uh, or in the article that is on MSN. That will also be in the show notes. The bottom line here is if you feel this way, I promise you, you're not alone, right? You don't exist completely alone and isolated saying that today is the worst day of my job, the worst day of my career, I want to quit. Because if you feel that way, I got to be honest with you, there's someone else feeling that way. So this surge of people resigning is happening at, at an all-time high. And if you think about it, people are making these changes for a variety of reasons. There's people that have always relied on two household incomes that are saying, I can make it on one. I don't need the headache from two. A lot of other people are just dissatisfied. Some are even afraid of the knee-jerk response that companies are taking to COVID-19, Right. People are holding on to promotions. Merit increases have been frozen. Layoffs. I mean, you name it. COVID-19 is a challenge. And, and I want to sit here and say, I'm, I'm a people manager. I hire people. <clears throat> I fire people. I know it's not easy to be in a position to run a sales organization right now. I know that there's a lot of difficult conversations and decisions that are happening every day. And it's not like the sales companies want to lose their sales force. They don't want to have that happen. But somewhere along that lineage, there's a disconnect. 
And that disconnect is coming in our world of sales professionals in the form of quota, in the form of revenue, in the form of hitting budgets, in the form of hitting targets, right? Business has changed. If you look at business right now, you have a generation of salespeople who are working harder today than they were five years ago for less money today. And anyone who says otherwise is denying themselves. It goes on to say, and I say that as a blanket and bold statement, and I'll stand behind it and anybody who challenges me on it, but the truth is, is we are demanding more performance. We are demanding more output. Targets are getting higher for people to do their job. We are tying people down with analytical work when they're supposed to be out hunting and driving business. We're tying people who are designed to be free-roaming spirits, bringing in revenue with administrative work because we have to help forecast the impact of COVID and all these other things. Now, I get it. We all have to make adjustments in this time of, let's just call it crisis. The adjustments need to be made. But if you're making these adjustments, you have to remember something. The people you're impacting are the people that have helped your company grow. One of the things that Philip elaborates on this article, and he goes and he says it, he says, many have simply had it with being undervalued, unheard by toxic, narcissistic managers. Finally, fully a third stated concerns with their personal safety and having to return to an on-site position while the pandemic still ranges. The first reason we talked about people were switching from two incomes to one income. So, so with all of this going on and all of this taking place right now, the last thing any sales rep needs is a toxic, narcissistic manager. Like, there's, there has to be a point in time where you say, okay, I'm going to care more about you than the bullshit I'm dealing with here. I know I have to hit numbers. We all have a job. And if you work for a publicly traded company, you know, you live in that corporate America environment. You have shareholders to respond to. You have a hierarchy that works all the way up to its executive board of directors, right? At the end of the day, I don't care what the company is. I don't care if they're a Fortune 500. I don't care if they're the top five company. I don't care if they're the number one company. Every publicly traded company has the same goal. That is to provide revenue to their shareholders. Whatever they tell you, whatever clout they say, whatever the mission statement is, all of that is great, but the underlying truth is they want to provide revenue and pay their shareholders. That's, that's, that's the reality of corporate America. So we lose some of that disconnect when we want to care for people, but we also have shareholders to handle. So it's a tough, tough situation. And look, if I sound like I'm complaining about the sales managers and the leaders in corporate America, I'm not. I'm just trying to give perspective on both ends. Likewise, I can hammer salespeople right now and say, hey, it's going to take a village to grow right now. Don't allow yourself to be consumed with all the negative going around because that will, it's not a matter of if, but it will impact your future earnings. So let's go back to this. So the great resignation is taking place. People are caught flat footed. They're not sure how to handle it. The, the narcissistic, over-pushy, you-need-to-hit-quota uh, mentality, I promise you right now, if you're a sales manager and you're doing that to your people right now, two things are happening. One, they're saying, screw you in their head. Two, they're contemplating joining the movement of the great resignation. Three, 
it's pretty difficult to hire a quality salesperson right now. The war is on. The war for high-quality, talented people exists right now. And I promise you, your best person in your organization is being recruited right now for another position at another company. The talent war exists. So what do we do? We got to take care of our people, right? We have to turn around and say, okay, I'm going to care about people. I've talked a lot about this concept of people over profit. I've said it, I think, five or six times in the past two years. And it's something that I corely believe. It is something that I'm not going to back down from, that I truly believe if we care more about our people than we do about profit, profit's always going to grow. The moment we put profit in front of people, I got to be honest with you, you might get a short-term burst, but you're going to get a long, long-term negative return because the people that got you that burst are going to remember they are just a number. Nobody wants to feel like I'm just as good as the last time I went out to bat. No one wants to feel like I'm only as good as my last sales number. It's a crappy feeling. Don't be the manager that has your people feeling that way. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode. I hope you're enjoying what you have heard thus far. Have you heard the good news? The international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions, has been named a 2021 Selling Power Magazine book recommendation. And I want to thank you, the Catapulting Commissions family. You can claim a free copy by texting hello to 661-228-8967. You can also find out more information at catapultingcommissions.com. Okay, let's get back to the show. So when we talk about this people over profit, if you think about sales professionals, every sales company makes this statement. What's our culture is great. I mean, I know this. I, I've run thousands of interviews at this point in time in my career. What's the culture like on your team? What's the culture like in your company? What's the culture like in your organization? Heard them all. And we typically, every sales manager, every, every, every corporate American manager, every small business manager I know that interviews sales professionals has a similar response. Our corporate is great. We work hard. We play hard. We're like a family, blah, 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 right? We're, we're telling you that this corporate environment is fun. Well, now it's time to, to make those words match because the people in your organization, trust me, they actually want to perform. They want to do well. There's nobody sitting in a high caliber sales position that wakes up every day and says, hey, today I want to be average. There is nobody sitting with a position that can pay six figures and above saying, ah, I want to be, I, I want to make 90 grand. Ah, I just want to be, I want to be bottom of the pack. So if you know that about your people, and you take an approach of hammering profit, profit, profit over people, I promise you, they have a fundamental skill set that another company will want, and it won't take much to lose them. Likewise, if you, in turn, show that you care for your people, and you genuinely care about their well-being, and you put them first, they'll run through a brick wall for you. And when that happens, Man, business is scary. You will get things out of people you've never thought. So here's a couple examples, right, of when we say people over profit, to show people that you care, to show people that you understand. One, we're going to talk about empathy. 
it doesn't take a lot to have a heightened level of empathy. You have to have an empathy of what is taking place with your sales professionals. If you're managing a sales professional who is a family person, male, female, doesn't matter. They have a family. They have kids at home. Kids are going to school or kids are in daycare. Let's just say kids in general. Their world is turned upside down right now. If you think it's not, you're, you're absolutely crazy. Their world is churned upside down. If you look at them from what was happening two years ago before the pandemic happened, people had a rhythm. They had a routine. And no matter what you say, that routine isn't normal. And the normal version we're creating right now is filled, filled with unexpected adversity. Kids used to be able to go to school every day. That's not happening everywhere. Young kids, sometimes daycare sending kids home because they have a sniffle or a cough, as kids normally do. And I'm not saying kids with sniffle and cough should be in daycare, but we used to have a little more leniency, right? Right now, it's an emergent, come pick your child up. If you have kids that are of, let's say, high elementary, fifth grade and above, all the way to high school, their world is changing right now. You think about their body, the whole entire, they're changing. I'd say from the fifth grade all the way till they're 18, they're changing constantly. Hormones changing, their environment is changing, their social network's changing, their friends are changing. When you add this pandemic in and you say your school system is going to change, your sporting system is going to change, your social curricular activities are going to change, and you're a parent to that person, that changes your life too. So well, now your sales reps who are parents are navigating the complexities of parenthood and now they're also navigating the complexities of their day job, of what they do. Express a heightened level of empathy. Let people know it is okay to take some time for your family first because we're always going to be here. We're always going to drive the number. We're always going to get it. Right? And, and I know when I say this, people are always like, that's BS. That's you saw kumbaya. Look, at the end of the day, I say this humbly. I've been in some of the most challenging sales environments ever. You always find a way to succeed. You just need someone to support you along the way. And when you have that happen, man, you will run through a brick wall. So much so that I actually, when I interview people, when I see them with the company for a long period of time, I always try to get that person to, to explain there was somebody there that believed in them. Because I know if I can bring that person to my team and I can believe in them, they're going to be with me for the long haul. So have that empathy to your parents. Now, to the other side of that thing, right? If, if people aren't parents, right, and there are no kids at home or they're single, their life is changing as well, right? Everything that they did in their social environment is changed. One week it's this way. The next week it's that way. Uh, one week it's okay to be around people. Next week it's not okay to be around people. Now, if you add the external influences to both categories, your sales reps that are parents and your sales reps that aren't parents or aren't married or single, there's the outside influences. We live in a day and age where information is plentiful. It doesn't take a lot of work to find information. They're going to be directly impacted by the information they consume. You can't control that and you shouldn't have to. But you should also understand and have some conversations to see what is it they're consuming. Because if it's constant, this vaccine debate, or constant, this political debate, those two things will suck the life out of somebody if you allow them to it. Now, I'm not going to sit here and be a defense warrior and say that 
pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine. I'm not going to sit here and pick a side of the battle. I'm not going to sit here and pick a side of the battle on the political parties, right? Everyone is entitled to your opinion. What I can say this is I respect that you have the freedom to have your own opinion. That's my stance on that. But with that being said, if that's all the information you consume every day, because it's not hard to find, you can go on any social media platform, you can turn on any news channel, and you will get fed with that. That is having a negative impact. So talk to your people about that. Empathize with them. Just say, hey, man, how are you feeling in a mental space? What are you doing to keep yourself sane right now? Have those conversations. When we talk about empathy and caring for people, there's a question that not a lot of sales leaders ask. And I try to ask this question often. Every time I get a one-on-one with somebody, and I'm, let me rephrase it. Every time I get an in-depth, multi-day one-on-one with somebody, so let's say once every three months, the question I ask is, talk to me about your job satisfaction. How do you feel about what everything is going on? And after you do that, you have to listen. Sales managers, sales leaders, listening to your people solves so many problems, saves you from so many headaches, and you just listen. I call it OCD listening. I just uh, put a blog article about it, but essentially when you're in an OCD state of listening, you are observantly listening with compassion and, and you're listening dynamically. And that component means if I'm observantly listening, I'm actively listening. If I'm compassionate listening, I'm giving you cues that I'm understanding what you're saying. I'm not interrupting you. And if I'm dynamically listening to you, I'm able to regurgitate what you just said back to Link to gain clarity. In that conversation that you have with your direct reports, say, talk to me about your job satisfaction. If you have that conversation enough times, you'll always know where your people are. The first time isn't enough because sometimes people don't know how to answer. They don't know if to trust you yet. They don't know if it's a good thing you're asking. They don't know if it's a bad thing you're asking. Just have that conversation with people because they want to feel like they're heard. And at the end of your conversation, you can say, man, I'm glad you shared this with me. And if they give you ideas, you know that you can't execute or the company can't execute. You can simply say, hey, man, I really appreciate you sharing that. I'll be sure to share that in the next time I'm in a board meeting or the next time I have a conversation. I don't want to give you false promises that all changes will take place, but I appreciate you sharing with me. Got to be honest with you. When you can just express your thoughts and feelings freely and feel like your superiors care, that's empathy. That's people over profits. Right? The last thing, how to express empathy and have people over profits right now so the great resignation doesn't impact you as a company. This goes for you, the corporate sales leader. This goes for you, the small business owner. This goes for you, the sales professional that has a junior team, right? the salespreneurs. Think about this question anytime you give a command. What is in it for them? What is in it for your people? So if I'm going to give a command and say, you need to do this, you need to hit quota in the second quarter, you need to come in above target, you need to have your expense reports, or you need to do this, whatever administrative task you have, when you say that to somebody, just ask yourself, what's in it for that person? And I'm not telling you not to deliver the message, because we all have a message to deliver. We all have to tell somebody, hey, you got to pick it up, buddy. Look. I'm all about giving somebody a good butt whooping. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, if someone's not performing, tell them, right? You, you can. Right now, just ensure you understand the whole gravity of the situation. But when you give somebody a task, ask yourself, what's in it for that person? And when you ask yourself, here's how you deliver that message. Instead of saying, hey, you need to do this. 
When you tell someone you need to do this, most salespeople literally turn their brain off. Excuse me? I don't, I don't need to do anything. Right? It's, it's that fear of we are the high and mighty employer doesn't exist right now. It's not happening. It's just, it's not. There's, there is a stigma, as we said, it's called the great resignation. So when you want to deliver that message and say, hey, you need to do this, think about the compliment sandwich. It's cliche and everything. But I'm not telling you to compliment somebody. I'm just going to say, take that same analogy. Tell somebody what's going to happen if they don't do something. Tell them why they should do it, what will happen if they do it. And then remind them what's going to happen if they don't do something. So an example, look, I need you to hit your target. Or, sorry, I'm rephrasing myself. Look, Billy, got to be honest with you. How do you feel about your numbers right now? Now, kind of role plays and tells you they're crappy. Billy, here we go. Here's my, my future forecasting. Billy, I got to be honest with you. Your numbers aren't really hitting there. I'm going to have to put you on a performance improvement plan. Um, you know, we, we are kind of at that point where we're going to have to make some changes. Your numbers are going to have to perform or I'm going to have to start making some difficult decisions to get somebody in this role. Now, look, I'm not prepared to do that today, but I am going to say this. That's the next conversation I'm going to have with you. I need you to do something in the meantime. I need you to hit your Q2 projections. Now, and the reason I need you to hear Q2 projections is to prevent me from having that conversation with saying I'm putting you on a performance improvement plan. It's going to prevent me from telling you that you're not the right fit anymore. I don't want to just tell you do it. I'm kind of giving you the reason why I need you to do that. And if you do hit your Q2 projections, this whole struggle we're having is going to reset. We start with a new, fresh baseline. This will all be water under the bridge. Don't you want that? Nine out of ten times, Billy's going to say, yeah, I appreciate it. I just want to be clear, man, if you don't hit this, I'm going to have to start a performance improvement plan, and that's not going to be fun for both you and I. That is the same conversation. Instead of saying, Billy, you need to hit your Q2 projections. Talk to your people with compassion. Talk to them with empathy. Put your people in a position so they know the whole picture. And in doing so, that is all tied up into people over profits. Communicate effectively. Tell somebody the bad that's going to happen before it happens. Don't rule with an iron fist. And if you don't rule with an iron fist and you rule with a compassionate heart and you rule with people over profits, not only will, but you can avoid the impact of the great resignation. That's what I got for you guys this week. This is Anthony Garcia. This is the Catapulting Commission's podcast. Do me a favor. Like, comment, subscribe. I would love to hear your thoughts and inputs. Shoot me a message. Let me know, hey, here is why I'm contemplating quitting my job. I would just love to hear some of the responses for my listeners. And if, you, if you're not contemplating on quitting your job, tell me that also. Just reach out, send a message directly to my team. Info at anthonypgarcia.com. Info at anthonypgarcia.com. You can get email me your responses. I promise you, I will read every one of them, and I'll make it a mission for us to respond back to every one of them. If you're like me and you want to uh, embark on a text message, you can totally text my team. And my number is 661-228-8967. Text your response to my team. Let me know your thoughts on why you're contemplating quitting or why you're not contemplating quitting. I'd love to hear your feedback. That's what I got for you guys this week. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and I'll see you 
next week. Catapulting Commission's family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commission's podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commission's, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.